After the highs of the FA Cup last week and the win over Newcastle is back to the bread and butter of League One this week for Sheffield Wednesday. The Isles travel to Wickham to take on Wickham Wanderers, one of the teams who were up there last season here, easily edging their way towards a playoff place this time around. I've got Joe Cram with me and Chris Holt, and we'll be talking about this Saturday's match, as well as having a look at some of the transfer news in and around S6 this week. Joe, thanks for joining us, as usual. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's always nice to talk about Wednesday when things are going well. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's been it's been fairly good this year. We haven't had to yeah. we haven't had to have too much to moan about. No, I mean look, we're sort of into the, the second half of the season and Wednesday have lost three times in the league. So yeah, can't really complain with that going into a, a big game against Wickham now that uh, is big not just because of uh, the fact that Wednesday are playing Wickham. There's uh, other things going off elsewhere that make it a big weekend, I think. We'll start with that then. So, um, I, I guess Darren Moore's job this week will have been, I mean, the the, the vast majority of these players are, are experienced footballers. They're very professional footballers. They're not going to get themselves too carried away. But I imagine there will have been a little bit of... Uh, Keeping the feet on the ground this week after after such a big win and yeah. you know the hype around what they did last Saturday night against Newcastle. Yeah, I think one of the good things with Darren though is he, he practices what he, what he preaches. You know, he, he he's always said since he first came at the job, you know, it was always about not getting too high with the highs, not getting too low with the lows. And you know, me and Alex spoke about it before speaking to him after the game the other day. It literally could have been. The five and other feet away at Sunderland, his demeanor is the same. He doesn't change. He's got a bit more of a smile on his face, obviously, but it, that's kind of where it ends with him. So, yeah, he won't be letting people get too carried away with the with the win. And it's uh, that is the main thing with Wednesday now because they've shown that they can do it. They've shown they can win games when they're playing badly. They've shown they can win games well when they're playing well. Um, so, yeah, for, for for Darren, it's about making sure they stay grounded, which I don't think he'll struggle to do with this group of players. If I'm honest. And uh, yeah, we've now got to move on to a Wickham side that uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not been a great couple of uh, couple of seasons against Wickham when it comes to going to the head place. The, this is obviously you know, for a huge number of reasons got to be a very different um, a different match and a different experience for Wednesday players, given that they're coming up against a team who are likely to sit in, soak up a lot of pressure. Last week, obviously, Wednesday were really, I felt, able to show what they're capable of because they played against a team who come out, obviously. They, they shoot, a team like Newcastle should come out and, and try to attack every Wednesday. And because of that, Wednesday were able to show what they can really do against yeah. those types of teams whenever teams do open up. Unfortunately, I would imagine. I, I I don't know what Gareth Ainsworth has been working on this week, but I imagine it hasn't been. Let's throw everything at Sheffield Wednesday and go at it from the kickoff. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be an expansive game of football. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that is that is it. You know, Wednesday were really brave against Newcastle because they they tried to go toe to toe with them and it worked. You know, they didn't have a load of possession, but they they both teams were trying to win the game of football and. That I think that is that is beneficial to to the way Wednesday want to play. How many times have we seen this season when they've come up against the side, and it's just been so difficult to break them down, and they've sort of battled and battled and battled and not got there. The difference is this season compared to last 
is that they've battled and battled and they've got something. Nine times out of ten, they've got something, whether it's a, a draw or a, a sneaky 1-0 win. Uh, and and I, I do think Wednesday are a lot more savvy in that sense this year. So going into this Wickham game, you know, they've lost 1-0. Last two times he went there, the one the Gary Monk, which uh, was one of the final nails in the coffin there for for him. Um, and then one last season, which uh, put paid to any chances of, of automatic promotion. So two big, big defeats at, at Wickham before. And it'd be nice to sort of silence that a little bit this time around. But again, won't be easy. Plus side is that Wednesday have taken their goalkeeper. So, and the weird thing is he might not even play. <laughs> That it does take a, a little bit of housery out of the game as well, just a, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, what we um, what we know, we know what Wickham are all about. They're, they are going to keep it very tight. There will be there will be hard to break down, but they have after a really tough start this season. They've started picking up, right? You know, over the past kind of I don't know six weeks or so, um, and albeit against the team quite out of form in, in Peterborough. They, they they beat them 3-0. Everything else apart from that had been what you expect from Wickham, you know, nicking the odd nicking yeah. games by by the odd goal. And that's exactly what we're going to expect from them again this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. I mean I think it's two defeats in the last eight now in League One. Obviously stuck three past Peterborough. Uh, three wins at, at, at home on the bounce now. So yeah, they they they're finding form at an important time. You know the only a couple of points, I think four points off the playoffs now. So they're, they're a side that are in form at the moment. They'll be they'll be very difficult to play against, very difficult to beat. But I just feel like Wednesday have got that little bit of something extra this season that they've not had before. The key thing here, I suppose, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about him later, is that there's a pretty high chance that Mark McGuinness doesn't play this weekend. And um, if he's not there, that is a major blow for Sheffield Wednesday, especially with his aerial prowess and how good he's been in the, the aerial duels, that's obviously a factor in this game that's going to be very, very key. We'll talk a little bit about Mark McGuinness uh, later on. Obviously, he's uh, been a lot of talk about him this week for very obvious reasons. Um, they, it, it, in terms of the team, it, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We've, said, we've said this before, uh, on a few occasions this this season, um, that you just don't know what Darren you can't second guess him really. Um, but you would expect not too many changes from from Saturday night, uh, apart from as you touched on there, McGuinness. Um, possibly, I don't know about Fizz. Don't know, don't know whether he starts or whether you know it. It goes with a team that maybe. Not finished the game, but the start of the second half. Yeah. And it's difficult. It's difficult to know what way what way Darren's going to go about it. Because yeah, it as is. we said, as we said, it's a completely different t- type of team you're playing against. Yeah, different type of team. Taxes will be different in terms of the the way they go about um, their press and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's tough to say. I think the midfield one's an interesting one with Fizz because th- there's arguments for both. You know, with Fizz and, and Dennis. Dennis obviously knows Wickham because he was there, you know, so he, he, that's a, an element of his game that he could come in. I thought he was brilliant when he came on against Newcastle. But that second half, he, he gave him so much energy, so much sort of um, a, a completely different element to, to the to the side. But what Fizz brings, which obviously you need against a team like Wickham, he's just a unit. 
You know, he, he brings a, a level of physicality there. Um, he's, he's not in the best of form at the moment. He's, he's, things have dropped off from him a little bit. There's no doubt that the, the contract stuff is... Whether well, I don't think it's a conscious thing, but I, I, there's no doubt that it's affecting things a little bit. Um, so that's a, a decision to be made. I, I wouldn't even look at changing Volks or Byers. I think they're they're both an absolute shoe in now. And to be honest with the defense, I, I'd keep it. I'd keep it as as close to what they played the other night as you can. Like you say, the the McGinnis thing. We he was training earlier in the week. That we don't know if he still is anymore. Um, his loan, the first half of his loan, from what we understand, is, is kind of at an end now. And this is where the, the the paperwork comes in. You know, when does he want to keep him? Cardiff have just had their embargo lifted, all that kind of stuff. So they'll have to wait on McGuinness. But, um, yeah, if you try and keep it as, as similar as you as you can, the, there's possibly a tough, you know, maybe bring Akin Fumewo back in. You could also... Put Wilkes as a as a right wing back and put Liam Palmer back into right centre back. There's a few options that Darren could go with, and uh, yeah, what we'll he needs height really though, doesn't he? He needs height and aerial ability. I yeah. know Liam Palmer's many things. He's not um, incredible in the area. He's, he's certainly not going to be like for like in that in that sense. In terms of Mark McGuinness, now I, I think the the key one of the key things for Wednesday will be whether Dom Offer can play against Wickham the way he did against Newcastle because I thought Dom was great, especially second half. Second half against Newcastle, he was pretty much faultless. And if Dom can play like that against Wickham, then you know Wednesday have got that aerial ability because he's you know he's he's massive. So the, there's that element to come in. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, if McGuinness goes, whether Darren thinks right, we've lost one of our main centre backs. Maybe we have to drop to a, a back four and play two centre backs. These are all possibilities that he could go with, and there's also possibilities he could go with that we might not even think of. So. <laughs> So that's kind of where we're at with with the, the squad selection. But I, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't see too many changes from the other night. I could see Fizz dropping out for so for an Adeniran, for instance, <clears throat> and obviously a change at, at the back. But uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be talking wholesale changes by any stretch. Um, as you mentioned earlier, there's um, a big game happening away from Wednesday. Um, in yeah. that, um, I was just making sure I got them right way around. Um, First place Plymouth are playing third place Ipswich. Um, it, it, it's this big weekend, isn't it? They, they, I guess what you're hoping for is a draw, really. Um, so it's tough, isn't it? Because it, it depends on what where you see each team finishing at the end of it. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I'm more afraid of Ipswich than I am of Plymouth. Because I, and and that might come back to bite me. You know, that's the sort of thing that people say, and then Ipswich go on a ridiculous run and win the league. But I think that Ipswich have got a little bit more longevity. You know, the signings they've made have, have been really sort of exciting from their perspective. So in some ways, you you maybe want a Plymouth win because it knocks Ipswich further away if Wednesday can win. But then they also extend their lead ahead of you if you don't get the results. So it is, it, it's one of those where I think the main thing is for Wednesday to win because either way, they either open up a gap or they close a gap. So whatever happens in that game... I think a draw would probably be ideal just because it, it both opens and closes each side of where Wednesday are. But it is, it's more about Wednesday getting what they need because if they don't get what they need, then the, the other game is, is, is not irrelevant, but it's it holds a lot less weight if Wednesday end up you know losing 1-0 at Wickham and then, yeah, it kind of loses its impetus a little bit. I've always been of the opinion that depending on what you want, I mean, 
doesn't matter if you win the league, really. I've never, I've never oh, felt that the league really matters. Promotion's obviously the big thing. So I've always been of the opinion that maybe it's best to just let one of the teams just fly off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just let them let them beat everybody else, to, and and just kind of aid you in that respect. And as long as yeah. you, as long as you do what you're supposed to be do, supposed to do. Um, but it is really tight. Those three teams. It's gonna be. It's quite exciting, really. To be honest, if yeah. you want that, I mean, obviously, you would rather have. I want no excitement Just want to kneel down as quickly as possible. But from yeah. from a neutral's point of view, it looks like it's it's going to be quite exciting. Um, I will, I will say there is a there is an element of. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, I, promotion is is what we're after. Yeah, it, how we do it doesn't really matter, but. Having supported this club for so long and only ever seen them win a playoff final, it would be quite nice to see them win something. You know, it would be nice, but you're not gonna lose you're not gonna lose any sleep if it gets to the final game of the season, you could win it and you don't, but you still go up. You know, oh yeah. Season. No, as long as as long as the end goal is Wednesday you're in the championship next season, I I'll be all right with it. Um I forgot what I was going to say there. Uh, right. <laughs> you, you threw me a little bit. Oh no, I was going to say I, I'm I'm with you. I I feel like Ipswich are the are the biggest. It's Plymouth haven't really had. I, I might be completely wrong here, but I don't think Plymouth have had much of a a blip this season. Um, the, maybe a little bit dropping points here and there, but I kind of feel like they're due. A bit of a struggle somewhere down the line, whereas I, I kind of feel like Ipswich are, are strengthening. Um, they're yeah. obviously really going for it. They 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 know that they can't afford to spend too much more time in this division, um, like Wednesday. So I kind of feel like Ipswich are the are the biggest challengers. Um, yeah. But you know, fair play to Plymouth. They're they're up there for a reason because they're a very good team. Yeah, yeah, and and they've, I, I think both the sides of. You know, obviously Plymouth lost Whitaker, which is a big blow for them. But they've signed a, a couple of interesting players that they've that they've brought in now. I mean, Ipswich have gotten. I mean, there's the, the talk of a 1.5 million pound transfer fee for for Nathan Broadhead, which is you know it's big money at this level. They pet, I think they spent seven finger, figures on that left back as well. Um, they brought in Massimo Luongo, George Hurst. So they're a, they're a side that have, have on paper anyway signed well. We we know that. Sometimes too many signings can, you know, disrupt things a little bit, which I think most people uh, in, in Sheffield, are, well, most people in the Blue Half of Sheffield anyway, are hoping happens this time around. But it could also just go really, really well for them as well. Yeah. So the, the, it, it could go either way. But I I look at Plymouth and Ipswich, and I, I think they're both very, very good sides. I've said it before. Someone for me is going to finish with a crazy points total this season and finish third. I've got a lot of time for Plymouth in that they they were doing really well last season and then lost their manager and that kind of just derailed them. But Schumacher's come in eventually, having kind of rebuilt that obviously because you know Randall was very popular. He, he had done really well for them and then you know that just knocked them knocked them for six whenever he left to go to Preston really. But Schumacher's done really really well for them. Yeah, he has. He's done a great job, especially like you say. With with them getting rocked so badly when when Low left, I mean it, it kind of derailed everything. They were you know top and second and in the mix for so long, and then to sort of miss out completely at the end of the season felt a bit cruel on them. 
but yeah, he's done he's done well to steady the ship. He's brought in some some good signings. He's got him playing some some great football as well. The the Wednesday game when they beat us two one is one of the best League One games I've ever seen. It was the, the quality was so high from both teams. Um, and yeah, I think he's done a he's done a bang up job there. But again, with 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 McKenna at Ipswich, you know they they they've become very very difficult to beat. They're a side that are, have got loads of quality there, and I think for both of them, someone's going to be really disappointed at the end of the season because obviously all three can't. Well, all three could go up, but I don't fancy the playoffs. If I'm honest, I really don't want to go there. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Um... It's morbidly fun, but not really. Um, the, the only the, the thing with the playoffs, I suppose, is it is the best way to go up. You know, like if oh yeah, it is definitely. If you could guarantee definitely. a playoff final win, then I'd take it. Yeah, yeah, third time. Um, just very briefly before we move on to uh, transfer talk, um, what is the latest around injuries, particularly with Barry Bannon? So we're expecting, apparently expecting Lee Gregory back um, this this weekend. Darren said that um, he obviously missed the, the Newcastle game. That had come too soon. But Barry, the, Barry's an odd one. Basically, he said that he needs to take extra time with his injury. It's one that they don't want to take any chances with. It was suggested that he'd be out for four to six weeks by, um, by the media when Darren said it was going to be a relatively lengthy one, and he said less than that. So we're talking less than a month. He's obviously been out for a little while already. So obviously, I mean, he won't be back for Wickham. But again, and I'm very wary of saying things like this when it comes to injuries on Wednesday, but they, they seem to have managed the injury situation a whole lot better this season. You look at where we were at last season with the, I mean, at one point we had like 10 senior players out injured and it's been it's been so much better handled this season under sort of you know Darren did his investigations he's looked at all that stuff he's brought extra people in to try and help that uh, and yeah Wednesday going into this game with you know they're, they're in good shape they're in good shape you know they've got they've got Akin Fomewo back now they've got um, Dennis Adeneran back now obviously you had a really good 45 minutes the other day Ben Higgins out for the season so that's still a major blow Iekwe, um we're not really sure on that Darren's kind of been quite coy on how long he was out for he said a couple of months when he first did it um, but that's I presume they're taking that quite steady as well. His return for me is is quite crucial when we're talking about the transfer market. You know, when he's back, sort of dictates what Wednesday need this uh, this January. And obviously, Alex Martin's gone back to um, to Nottingham Forest, so he won't be available. But other than that, it doesn't. As far as we know, there's no sort of fresh major injury concerns. Having Lee Gregory back would be a big deal because. You know, we've all seen what kind of difference he can make when he's in the Wednesday side with his sort of intelligence and his his movement and his his hold up play. So to have that option would be would be great against the Wickham side. I'd be surprised if he started. You know, I think you'd be it'd be a strange decision to to split up that that Windass Smith partnership that worked so well against Newcastle the other day. But as we said earlier, strange things have happened. You mentioned him there. We'll move on to a bit of transfer talk. Alex Maiden went back to Nottingham Forest this week. Um, it, it's, it's disappointing, really, in a sense that he came to the club, you know, with a I wouldn't say hype, but he, he's highly rated by Forest, and he's, he's you know, and and it was seen as something of a coup for for Wednesday to pick him up because I think some people maybe felt that he was going to. 
um, potentially go to a championship club. So, what what went wrong? Why why is this not worked out for him? I mean, I think there's a there's various reasons why it potentially didn't work out. I mean, it always felt like a bit of a strange signing to me. You know, not in terms of his quality and his ability, just it felt like a player that we'd signed that didn't really fit from the start. You know, Wednesday don't tend to play wingers and they brought in someone who is very much a winger. Uh, so it, on the face of it, it looked like a player that, that you go, yeah, this is exciting. You know, he, he played in the Premier League. He, he, he started a Premier League game before he came to us. Uh, sorry, he featured in a Premier League game before he came to us. Um, but yeah, he's 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 looked a little bit lightweight sometimes. He's, he's shown sparks, you know, there's, there's no doubt that he's got ability. Um, but when's he have, when they have used him, they've often used him as a wing-back and he's not particularly defensive-minded. And I think what's probably happened is just Wednesday have gone this, you know, the, the money we, or, you know, presume they're paying money towards to his, his wage and stuff. They just think, well, it maybe could be better utilised elsewhere. Um, it, you know, it was, it will have been Wednesday's decision because he can't go anywhere else now. You know, he's, he's he can't play for another team in, uh, in anywhere with the same calendar as what, what we, we play in because he's already played for two teams. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with, with Alex Mighton now, but yeah, it's a it is disappointing because, like you say, he came in and there was a lot of expectation on him. And uh, Wednesday have been crying out for a player who can get people off their seats, you know, like Theo Theo Corbin, who did someone who can you know get get bums off seats and run at people and that kind of thing. But it, yeah, never really never really worked out for him. He, he showed showed patches. There was a a couple of games where we where he did look really good and really dangerous, but. At the, if if Darren hadn't said about two weeks ago that they thought they were keeping him, this wouldn't have come as a shock. But the fact that he said we think we'll be all right with Alex, and then the club decided to move him on, that that was a little bit surprising, I suppose. Yeah, it's just just disappointing. You know, when you see a young player like that come who's who's reeling so highly, you just think, oh, this is going to be great, and yeah, just hasn't really worked out. Sometimes this is what. This is what loan spells are all about, really. For for some young players, you go in and have experiences and you learn from them, and move on. Yeah, um, and it, it, they often don't work out. You know, how many times have we seen top top players, you know, go on and have incredible careers? A lot of them have had dodgy loan spells at some. Oh point. yeah, well, they, everyone, every one of them's had a stinker somewhere. Yeah. Um. Where are we next on our list? I'm going to go with Callum Patterson next in the um, Wednesday wheel of transfer talk. I might have um, to go with me and me and Alex might have to go to Willsborough and, and physically stop him from leaving. Yeah, <laughs> there is a bit of a fan club in the store for, for Callum Patterson. Um, it, what we're finding here is that Robbie Nielsen is a lot more talkative than Darren Moore is around transfers, and that's essentially that's yeah. essentially what's happening, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed him saying that the two sporting directors were talking. I, um, I, I wonder who that might be. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking to. Um, yeah, no, I think, you know, jokes aside, that there is obviously very much something there. They want to bring him back to, to Hearts and, you know, understandably so. I think he'd be a, he's, a, he's obviously, he, was, he did really, really well there before. The, the sticking point for me is I don't think Wednesday could replace him with whatever they got for him because there's no way Hearts are going to pay big money for him because he's out of contract. I mean, he can sign a pre-contract with them now if he wants to. Um, that you know, we'll see him join them in the summer, um, and I don't see why they would pay 
anything over like I don't know, 200 grand for for a player that they can effectively get for nothing in a few months' time. And I don't think any Wednesday can come anywhere close to replacing him for that kind of money. Aside from the fact that he's been great the last few weeks, especially, his ability to play in various different positions makes him relatively invaluable. You know, the, we, we saw last season him playing at centre-back, you know, and, and he, did a, he did a good job there. And we've seen this season that he's, he must have played five or six different positions already. He's played centre midfield, he's played attacking midfield, up front, wing back. He's been all over the place. And look, if Wednesday were to get someone in, an attacking player who they felt could do his attacking role as well or, or better than he can, and he was to agree a pre-contract, they might look at it. Um, this might be my own personal bias talking, but I, I just... I can't see how they would um, how they would let him leave without getting a, a suitable replacement in. It, it's it doesn't seem to make football sense to me. For what it's worth, I don't think anything will happen till the summer. I don't even think you'll sign a pre-contract because I don't think it makes sense. Because as far as Hearts are concerned, I don't think he'll go anywhere else. He's not going to go anywhere else in England. I don't think. And if he comes back to Scotland, yeah. I would imagine that he's probably not going to go anywhere else but Hearts. And so, why would they risk him getting injured? If you know by signing a, a pre-contract, he might just leave his options open just in case something incredible comes around. Yeah. I suspect that nothing will happen this window. He'll just stay. Yeah, he just signed for Hearts in the summer. I'd like him to. I really would like him to stay, and and that's not just like a, you know, a, a a cult figure kind of thing for me. Like I genuinely think he's got a big role to play over the course of the rest of the season. Um, we've seen how how well he played in the in the games pre Newcastle. He really led the line well. He's played he's played a key part, and I think that will remain the case for the rest of the rest of the campaign. We obviously don't know exactly what how close Wednesday are to bringing people in and it might be that they've got a player in mind on the brink of signing that can can do that job and and they think well you know if he wants to go he can go but I think it, it would have to make business and football sense for Wednesday and that's you know obviously that's Darren and the chairman for them to to look at letting Pato leave and yeah, it, look, it, it's, it's the old cliche. I mean, things can change so quickly in football. And if he turned around and says, look, I fancy this move, that that changes things. But he doesn't look like the sort of player and doesn't seem like the sort of player who kicks up a stink if he's not playing or will throw his toys if, if he's not getting you know something that he feels he should. He just strikes me as a guy, the sort of guy who will knuckle down and take his chances when he gets them. And that's exactly the sort of player you need um, going into this this sort of second half of the season and, and if he was to move on and he helps Wednesday get promoted you know he'll go with all the blessings in the world uh, we'll leave the saga till last then so um, I'm going to put you on the spot a bit um, in your opinion and it is your only only your opinion um, do you expect Mark McGuinness to play for Sheffield Wednesday again I'll say this season, and just in case, like he happens to do it in a few years' time. Do you think uh, Mark McGuinness has played his last game for Wednesday? Yeah, I think so. I I can't see it. 
I, I think that we, we've been get we've been given sort of bits and bats of information, and you know, it was it was said at the start of the season that it was a, a season long loan, but then the way Darren was talking after Newcastle, it kind of seemed like it was a season long loan split into two parts. So they had effectively an option to extend it halfway through. He was talking like the agreement was always to um, stay until after the FA Cup third round. So obviously that was that sort of ended this week. Um, Darren said that they'd submitted the, their documents to keep him. There was obviously all the wranglings with, with Cardiff's embargo. The EFL embargo, from what I can gather, has been lifted. I don't know if the FIFA one has. That could be a sticking point. You know, if, if the FIFA embargo is not lifted in time, Maybe they still can't register. And these, these are this is not just football, you know, bits and bats we're talking about now. This is like legal business that I uh, I admit to not being completely well versed on. So that it might be a case of it turns out Cardiff can't register him, but um, I just feel like with the payment having been sorted for Emiliano Salah, those sort of things have been put in motion. And look, maybe they go and sign and. And a load of great centre backs, and they don't need him. And they get, and Wednesday go well. You know what? Can we have him back, please? But I'd, yeah, I can't see it. And maybe that's just me being sort of reluctantly it, it is. pessimistic it is. now. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't see it. I I, I would absolutely love um, love him to stick around. I I think I think the FIFA embargo is lifted based on a, a message I just got from. Alex, who's apparently watching this on his day off, which is some real commitment to this cause. Um, so I will bow to his superior knowledge. So that's it then. It's done. He's gone back. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's that then. <laughs> so uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, we'll see you another time. See you next season, maybe. Um, no, I mean, look, look I, I would love I would love for, for Mignonis to stick around. I'd love if there was a chance of extending that loan. I think he's been... I thought Jordan's story was great last season when he came in, but Mark McGuinness has been a bit of a revelation as far as I'm concerned. He's one of the one of the best centre-backs I've seen at this level. And I think that if he was in the Wednesday side, I feel a lot better about Wednesday going up if he's there. But what I will say, Davin's got a very good track record when it comes to signing centre-backs, um, on loan and permanent. And if there's one position I back him to get, the right person for it would be it would be that central defensive um, position, and we'll have to see what happens now because there's a, a, f- a few different bits. There was James Hill at Bournemouth; he's gone to Hearts now. Luke McNally at Burnley. There's, there's been a few names that have been thrown about, and yeah, I, if if McGuinness does go, I don't think we'll get someone as good as him, um, but I do think we'll get someone who is um, good enough. If that makes sense. Good enough. We'll just have to do, Joe. Uh, yeah. I really time. hope that the person who's signing doesn't watch this and thinks, "Oh, well. <laughs> yeah." We'll go to the press because Joe thinks you're rubbish. <laughs> Joe thinks you're good enough, but not quite. Right, you, you're no Mark McGuinness. Okay, thanks, Joe. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again on Monday to review Saturday's match against uh, Wickham, and uh, maybe a bit. Well, we'll be here next week to look ahead to Fleetwood. I pulled that off the top of my head. Fleetwood, the yeah. the the double head, the start of the double, the incredible double header with Fleetwood. Um, 
Yes, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Joe, again for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for watching and or listening. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers.